0: All right, episode two. Welcome back in. Um, what are we talking about?
1: That is a great question. Hey, why don't
2: we recap the now set draft order?
0: Recap the draft order. I don't hate this idea. So we've got drafting first overall, uh, Joe, which uh, we'll talk more about later.
1: We'll get to Joe in a minute, believe me.
0: Right. Maybe more so, than a minute. Yes. Yes. Uh, Then after Joe at number two is Caesar, three is Eric, four is Eddie, five is good old Tom, six is Dan, seven is Clyde, eight is Carlos, nine is me, and uh, ten is Matt. Bring up the rear.
1: Can we we discuss the fact that you chose nine over eight because you didn't want to draft behind me?
2: And then turn around and have to draft behind Carlos?
0: Really, it's just a chance for me to ruin Carlos's day more, so I'll take it.
2: I love how that was all at Carlos and not at Clyde, who thought he was trying to throw shade at you, and that obviously fell flat.
1: No, no, that's there. Next.
2: I, think, I think we're set up for a good draft. It's going to be fun. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. Uh, I mean, we
1: got two again? Was that the a Two is Cesar, yeah. As 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 a note, props to Caesar. Uh, not only did he have like a third or second, third or fourth pick of the draft for draft order, he got that shit in immediately. He got us four different picks before his time. I was like, this is what I want
0: in order. Sure, and I yes, props. However, uh, Joe sent me his entire ranked preference in all, all 10 of them. So that's, that's the standard as far as I'm concerned.
1: I, I, don't, I don't know. I think, uh, I think Joe has set the gold standard for a lot of things in the last rumble.
0: Yeah. He's going to be very
2: hard to top. You are all yep. welcome.
0: See, I, I, I like to give the credit to Joe, not to Tom, but the without person. Tom, Joe is not in this league.
1: Are you literally patting yourself on the back here? Is that what's happening?
2: For bringing one of everyone's favorite people to the league? Absolutely. Anywho, so moving on. I don't know what we were talking about. Congratulations Uh,
1: to
2: to Joe.
1: Yeah,
0: congrats to Joe. Joe. Uh,
1: This was our third iteration of the rubble?
0: Yeah, let's go with that.
1: And it has been increasingly better every year, in my opinion. Anybody want to dispute that? Well, uh, I, I, think, I, I think
0: I think 2020 it. was lame just because of you know the pandemic and having to do the entire thing remote. Um, I did piss off my parents though, screaming at my computer from the basement while that rumble was happening. Okay, so maybe it was good. <laughs> Yeah, well, everyone I for one cannot I, believe my neighbors didn't complain because we were aggressive.
2: Uh, I'm amazed that they did. We were very aggressive. It got real bad there at the end. Uh, I, I do think that, you know, 2019 versus 2021, 2021 wins hands down. So I feel like, I mean, we're just going to stick with this for now, right? This is going to be the thing.
1: The Rumble? Uh, I will say that yes. I've, explained, I've explained how we get our draft order to a number of different people. And everyone I explained <laughs> it to goes, that is both the dumbest thing I've ever heard and the greatest thing I've ever heard. All right, great. So what's next?
0: Uh, next, next we are talking about, oh, we'll talk more about the Rumble later. Um, as that is a, a segment for after the first thing that we had scheduled, which was Tom's Fantasy Men. So this week I was looking at some of the
2: matchups that were, you know, people are talking about in the NFL, who's going to come out on top, who's getting the starting role, who's not. Um, for the sake of time, I narrowed it down to two that I think are uh, pretty, pretty important ones. Ones that are at least catching a lot of wind on the news. Um, at least in my world to start, I think the most important quarterback uh, battle that the whole NFL Is watching because of how much Of a joke it is Is the Trevor Lawrence versus Gardner Minshew Do either of you think there's ever even, There was even a remote possibility that Trevor Lawrence Wasn't starting game one Injury potential aside
1: I was holding out For Minshew because I love Minshew magic Did I think there was a shot in hell he was winning that Fuck no
2: Let's be real, Minshew Magic turned into Minshew Tragic
1: pretty early
2: on last year. So the second battle that I was watching, as I'm sure everyone else in this league, uh, with the exception of maybe Joe, who's not fully privy to the situation from last year. um, But that battle was between kickers Rodrigo Blankenship and Eddie Pinero. Now, as many of you may recall, last year, Eddie Pinero was drafted in our league in the first round. He not even the top kicker in the NFL. I think, ironically, it ended up being Rodrigo Blankenship last year, um, at least in terms of fantasy points, but I don't know. I can't, don't quote me on that. Um, so I just felt it was very important to broadcast to this league that currently, Eddie Pinero is not on the team, so don't draft him. Are you sure? Are you sure we shouldn't yes.
0: draft I mean, Maybe he'll get signed.
2: He very well may get signed. I'm kind of surprised he didn't go to a team that was in desperate need of a kicker because he, pre-injury, was a very good kicker. The only reason he's not on the Bears is because Bears found Cairo.
1: Don't forget that the Chargers are always in need of a kicker because ours fucking blows every year.
2: Well, maybe they will sign
1: Eddie and they will have. Do not put that in their fucking minds. We already lost three kickers that are still in the NFL right now. All right.
0: For no fucking reason. And we keep picking up new ones that we don't fucking. Didn't you guys have Youngway Koo at one point? Wasn't he yours? And then I believe Tom, to your point, I think he was the best kicker in the NFL last year.
1: He was. He was one of of the top. He was one of the top ones. And two years ago, Josh
0: Lambeau was one of the top ones. Uh, current Jacksonville Jaguar, Josh Lambeau. I think, right? I don't know. Yeah, he, uh, last
1: time I checked, he was still on the uh, Jaguar.
0: Great. Good for him. So what
1: I'm saying is when the Chargers drop their next kicker, go ahead and pick him up. That'll be a top 10 kicker in the league. Almost guaranteed.
2: I, uh, you know... Quick spot check just to to, to confirm. Young Youngway Koo, number one kicker in the NFL, followed by Jason Sanders. Who I don't even know Miami who that is.
0: Miami, I think. it uh, yeah, uh, looks like Miami. And then it should Tyler Bass should be up there somewhere. From- that, is, that
2: is purely based on percentage.
1: T- which T Bass is fucking amazing. I love T-Bass. He is a great kicker for Buffalo, uh, and that team with that offense, he's not a bad pick for kickers at all.
0: I hate how much we're talking about kickers right now.
2: That is just another reason (laughs) why I wanted to bring up kickers in this podcast, because I know you hate them and have been trying to get rid of
0: them for years. Speaking of T-Bass and the Bills, uh, there's another notable bear uh, that is now on the Buffalo Bills. uh, And I believe is number three in uh, this week's Tom's Fantasy Men segment.
1: Oh, did did we not watch the Bills versus Bears game? Because I couldn't turn it off. It was my favorite game of the week.
2: I don't know if more Bears fans turned that game off because of how poorly the Bears were doing or how well one Mitchell Trubisky did. Let's be real, folks. He cleaned up.
0: Do you mean future Texans quarterback, Mitchell Trubisky?
2: You know, I think I, I, I don't know if I'd wish that upon him, but they probably are going to need some help here soon.
1: I don't know man that that actually fits really well. I know. That is, it's disturbing how well that fits. It really is. I mean, we all know Deshaun Watson's gone here in the next like 6 weeks to year and they're going to need somebody and the guy they drafted mm. But you put Mitch there and you give him literally anyone that can catch the ball which is saying a lot for the Houston Texans
0: right now. Wide receiver core. I mean, he knows he knows Anthony Miller. Anthony Miller's there. He
2: he also needs an O-line. They have an O-line, that's the problem. I'm not saying they don't. I'm saying you need to give him an O-line, which is one thing he never had in Chicago.
1: That's what i Like, that's why this is a disturbingly good uh combo. Is that their O-line's good? They have a one receiver, but they don't really have anything else beyond that. They have a pretty decent running back core. So, I mean, uh, so not, not to take up fantasy men, do we see COVID playing into – I know we talked about this a little bit last week. Do you see COVID playing into who you draft in the league? Me personally,
2: um, I think if I – I mean, I haven't done a ton of research into which players have and have not gotten vaccinated. Um, I respect that it is their choice to not get vaccinated, um, although I think everyone should. I if I know a player is not vaccinated and they're not in it and, and they strike me as the type of person that would not care about being not vaccinated, I would probably I, I would consider avoiding them. Like especially one
1: Lamar Jackson.
2: Sure. I think I said last week that I'm I'm off the Lamar Jackson train. Okay.
0: Okay. I mean, here's here's the thing. Like in individually it's, it's a consideration for me. Like, I, I don't love the idea of a player who's not vaccinated because the, the NFL's rules around not being vaccinated keep you out that much longer. What I'm more concerned about than that is a player on a team that has a vaccination problem. Um, like the Vikings, for example. Like, I think 40% somewhere in there of the Vikings are, 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 are actually vaccinated, like most of the team is not vaccinated. That's a problem.
2: To the point where Zimmer is even speaking out about how disappointed he is in the low vaccination rate.
1: Uh, the one that drives me up the wall more than the Vikings is the Washington football team that are at the lowest end of the vaccination rate, even though their head coach, the guy who runs their team on a day-to-day basis, just finished fighting cancer. He is at a very high uh, risk rate and the team doesn't want to get vaccinated. I don't understand that on so many levels. It perplexes me to a point that I just have to check out. I literally check out on that conversation. Like I, I got fucking nothing and I walk away. It makes no sense how a team will look at their leader, the leader of the team and go, mm, that's not my fucking problem. And they walk away. That is heartbreaking, especially as a huge Ron Rivera fan. Absolutely. Former Bear Ron great, Rivera. He is a great guy.
2: Absolutely. I, I mean, I'll never forget, kick. you know, bringing a full circle, he iced Eddie Pinero in a preseason game. Why would you ice a kicker in a preseason game? Especially if I – like, I don't even think it mattered. It was not a win-loss kick. But Ron, true bear at heart, knew that we were struggling to find a good kicker. So he helped us find the best kicker at that time. That's all I got this week in, in Thomas fantasy Man. Hopefully there's a few tidbits in there that help you make not bad draft choices.
1: Now a word from our sponsor. This week we are sponsored by drinking with back
2: this week. We are drinking a wonderful small batch Tennessee straight sour mash whiskey. Part of a private barrel selection through a wonderful whiskey group that the three of us are members of, and we hope to discuss further on a future podcast, because I'm sure many of their picks will be making an appearance.
1: So uh, let's dive into the rumble, shall we? I I will say right off the bat, this year we had a a pretty good attendance. We had, what was it, seven out of ten? 7 out of 10 people showed up for the uh, the Rumble this year? Uh,
0: yeah, that sounds right.
1: Uh, so, quick shout-outs. Let's start off with the people that were in attendance. Mike, thank you for hosting. Dan, Tom, myself. Who else showed up? No, that was all those in person. Correct. Uh, I also want to throw out a quick thank you to Carlos and Eric and Surprise guest of the week this week. Joe from a fucking wedding showed up to the Rumble.
2: You, you forgot that Matt also tuned in at some point too.
1: That's true, Matt. That I apologize. Matt, you were there and you were amazing. So that was eight. That's eight out of ten. Seven out of ten?
0: Uh if we're if we're calling oh, yeah. out people who out weren't there. we had
1: eight out of ten i right. apologize uh 80%. matt i can't believe i forgot you but yeah thank you for showing up so that gave us eight out of ten in attendance for the rumble this year and if i can say so myself this rumble one of the best ones we've ever done uh it was amazing all the way through for those of you who didn't tune in you missed that we had an undercard this year i'm not going to go too far into specifics i will say that eric Kicked Eddie's ass in a.
2: That's that kind of I, I think I think that's an understatement. I oh. mean, kicking his ass—that's putting it nicely. Oh yeah, Eric destroyed you, Eddie. Oh,
1: it was, was rather entertaining. It was. It was twice. He's absolutely right. It was entertaining, not once, but twice, because we forgot to change a setting, so we had to do it a second time. And man, Eddie, whew, buddy you need to work on your video game self game because not good.
0: But your entrance is on point.
1: I I will fully admit that. By far the best entrance of the 10 made characters. There, There were, each individual player had their own entrance. Yours was definitely at the top of the list. There are some clear two and threes in that list, but... No one came close to take, taking the top shot from you. After Eddie versus Eric in a, I forgot what what kind of match it was. Does anybody I know think it
0: me? was Falls Count Anywhere? But I don't remember. Or like it I, I was It was because they never realism.
1: actually left. They never yeah. left the ring. Uh, the second match of the night was an elimination chamber that incorporated everyone in the league not named Eddie, Eric, uh, Carlos, or Cesar.
0: That's right.
1: Uh, of course, Mike won in glorious fan- fantasy because reasons that we
0: anyway. Uh, so, so the last the
1: title card match, of course, this week was Carlos versus Cesar and a hell in a cell. While the computer didn't understand what a hell in the cell meant, we decided to make it a steel cage match. And guys, clear title card match from the word go.
2: I mean, it was so good that Vince McMahon had to make an appearance and you think i'm kidding but no vince mcmahon out of nowhere entered the ring tried to enter the cage carlos shut him down though Uh,
1: i we can't understate this enough. it was the best match of the night up to the rumble and uh i think everybody can agree carlos whooped cesar's ass it was not even close. Even like Tom said, Vince McMahon had no chance in hell at stopping Carlos from winning that match.
0: I mean, so was like an 80-year-old man trying to climb a cage. But he, he got did, there. He
2: made it to the top. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good for him and his hip. That's yeah. great. So so for everybody that joined us before we got to the Rumble, uh, I just want to say thank you. We had a blast. There was so much alcohol drink. There were so many good sandwiches. So much yelling that Mike lost his voice for a week, and we had to wait until Thursday to record this. That's
0: correct. It's still not all the way back.
1: There's a reason why you're getting this today and not like a couple of days ago, and it's because we yelled for about three hours. Uh, The fact that Mike's uh, upstairs neighbors or downstairs neighbors didn't complain is a miracle. Let me be very clear. Anyway... That takes us into the actual Rumble, and guys, let me tell you, it was a fucking madhouse. It was by far the best match I've seen. It was the best Rumble we've had. It's the best Rumble we've hosted in the three to four years that we've been doing this. Mike, run me down some of the things that happened in this Rumble because there's just too much to go into each individual
0: wrestler. Well i'll I'll start you off with a, a personal note. Um, as I uh, screamed loudly during the draft. Uh, I drafted poorly, like good God. Sean Michaels came in and went right out. not as quickly though as uh Eric's first draft choice of Sinkara because he came in and I think came in one end and went right out the other like a good white castle slider.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, um, did he even touch the, the mat or did he just like bounce I, off the I, I line? I think and it might just been, like, right been out. like
0: covered in butter and just like all the way through. I don't know. Um, but mm, that happened. I mean, butter. I think the, <laughs> the thing I was most impressed by, uh, at least from the, the first draft round, I guess the first 10 picks of our Rumble draft uh, was I'm going to say Brock Lesnar, uh, who was Tom's. Choice. Shout
2: out Brock Lesnar. Uh,
0: Brock, <laughs> Brock stayed in for Tom how long was Brock in for
2: um, You know I don't remember Exactly like what number Like what the last wrestler entered Was in terms of number I know so he entered Seventh if I remember correctly or yeah, I think I'm that's sorry. Right. He entered eighth because there was yeah. two I was third to last so he entered eighth He was still there when my second wrestler entered, which was Sheamus. And while Brock had destroyed many an opponent in the time he was in the ring, Sheamus entered the ring and promptly threw him out. Essentially eliminating myself.
0: Yeah. Tom eliminating Tom is a highlight for me. It was, it was, it was a highlight for me too, Mike.
1: It was the best part of the night up till the end. Like if, if you're talking about the highlights, the the ending is the like like the best part of that night. You eliminating yourself second.
2: I I don't know if I'd go that far. I loved that part. It was awesome. It's easily top three. Carlos Carlos coming in and out in a matter of seconds with his maid character being the first person to be totally eliminated takes number two for me
1: it's not that carlos got eliminated 10 seconds in it's carlos got eliminated by mike 10 seconds in because you can't write a better script than that it was amazing and we watched it live you could see carlos's face realize what happened in real time it was just it's not even funny it's sad it was just soul crushing to see him go from I've got a chance to, oh no, to oh no, to oh god, not again! Within like twenty seconds of him getting in the ring,
0: ah, ah. I've I've seen that emotional reaction in him uh once before, and I, I you know, I, I mentioned it last time, so I won't mention it again. But I've you know, I've seen it before. That's all I'm saying.
2: So, obviously. Clyde and I share a, a number two in terms of top things that happened in the rumble. Mike, what is your number two?
0: Sheamus was the last like picked wrestler uh, left in that, which was, yeah, Tom yours. Um, like, so I, I, obviously I, next Carlos year went I went out. Be- I went out. I'm not sure. Were there, were there more like, of our own kind of like created wrestlers eliminated before, like Sheamus was like fourth to last, wasn't he? Like he was in there.
2: Uh, uh, I th- I think he was part of the last six. I don't think he made it much past that.
0: It's still an impressive. But I, I think you
2: bring Seamus. up a very valid point, Mike, in that I drafted really great wrestlers. Um. Um. And so I, don't, I, don't, I decided I that point, next year, <laughs> next year. I will we will have to do an episode where I talk about my drafting procedures for the the Rumble so that I can give you all bad advice and I can get Brock Lesnar and Sheamus guests.
1: So,
0: so I think Tom yeah, just, that was
2: just a,
1: But yes. Tom, tell me more about who you would draft. So That was perfectly timely. <clears throat> um
2: so we've talked about our our number 2 favorite moments from the Rumble. I think we obviously have to talk about all of our favorite moment, which if I may be so bold is the same. And that is Joe's attendance to and subsequent celebration of his
1: rumble victory while at a wedding. I I have to agree. That was my favorite moment. Um, We in, in the, in the past of doing this rumble, we've had a number of different people, Dr- or watch from different places um, I believe we had Cesar watch from the kitchen once or draft from the kitchen once we've had Tom draft from a boat once um, I don't know that we've ever seen anyone draft or watch the rumble which is let's be honest icing on the cake for this league if you show up for that from a fucking wedding before but his enthusiasm for doing so is unparalleled to anything else we've seen. It wasn't that he watched the rumble from a wedding. It was that he watched it and participated from a wedding. He brought other people in to explain what was happening. He was showing it to other people, of which they had no fucking clue what they were looking at. But when he won that moment, that moment where he was overjoyed and yelling in his seat. That's what this league's about, man. That's what it's about. Not giving a shit where you're at and celebrating your pick. Fuck yeah. That that will be like, a highlight.
0: If you're one of the two people in the league who missed it, it's all up on Facebook. Thanks to Eric and his screen capability, which is, you know, I just want to shout that out real quick because that's a moment or a series of moments that like needs to be documented for league history because Joe set the bar for how you participate in this league. Yeah. I mean, it's not like Joe was,
1: you know, just out doing stuff around town or, you know, he had a previous again, he had a fucking wedding to be at.
0: That is the previous engagement of previous engagements. He was there. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. I think it could have been Joe's own wedding. And we still would have gotten roughly the same treatment, like just a different view.
2: Having known Joe for a number of years, his wife would have fought tooth and nail to prevent that from happening. And he still would have made it happen. By by far the best, best part of that night... Sorry, I just have to say that I absolutely love his wife, and she is a wonderful human being, and that should in no way be taken in a negative fashion.
1: By far, my favorite part of that was not not just his moment of winning and him realizing he had won by the way, Eddie, you losing in the last second is just the epitome of you in a nutshell
0: but for I think like the second year in a row, by the way, I think Eddie has made it to the final two, I think two years in a row was that. So someone needs to fact check me on that, but I, I think that might be close to trust. that's
1: what happens when your team continually finishes in the bottom third. Um, it wasn't it wasn't his reaction to winning outright, because that was great. It was that he felt a need to celebrate with us so much he left the wedding. He was on a video call with us for about five minutes where he had to get in an elevator go downstairs, argue with people about leaving the wedding so that he could celebrate with us, go out onto the street before he could finally unmute himself and talk with us, the league and celebrate his own win. The amount of dedication and, and, and enthusiasm for someone that had just joined within the last year. Chef's kiss, man. That's just, it's, it's what, we, it, like you said, it's the gold standard. That's what the bar is now. If anybody should leave this league and we try to replace you, that's the bar that we're looking for. I, for one, am super excited that he was able to
2: join this league, albeit under unfortunate circumstances. Uh, and I am very excited to see what he does in a team that he drafted.
1: Joe, I want to congratulate you on your Rumble win uh, as you were the third winner of the inaugural draft Rumble. Congratulations. You did amazing. You, you have set the standard for us going forward, and I can't wait to see you draft Christian McCaffrey first overall and how that goes going forward. Inaugural?
2: I also want to extend my congratulations, Joe. Well done.
0: My, I think sleeper pick for favorite part of this whole situation involving Joe and the victory and the celebrating and all that stuff is after he got off of zoom with us and, uh, the, uh, the homeless dude by the theater asked him if he was the text message I got from him. That was one of
2: my favorite parts too. So what, what y'all didn't see or hear is not five minutes after Joe hung up on the zoom so we could head back into the wedding. Apparently, there was a homeless dude on the street uh, listening to joe 's celebration and over you know having overheard everything afterwards asked Joe if he was going to Chicago. I then told him to reply yes and offer him a ride.
1: That is a dangerous proposition Congratulations, Joe. And everything now that we've now we've moved on from the draft from the rumble, we know the drafts in the order. We know that Joe was up first, and we know that Cesar is up second, which means everything after two doesn't matter. Because we have no idea where uh Cesar will go. Who's up third? Is that is that Eric? Eric, yeah. Yeah, so going one, two, three, Joe, Cesar, and Eric. Who the fuck knows what'll be left at four? So guys, I I I'm pondering here. Who is the player that you're avoiding the most in this draft? Who uh, do you think's gonna bust and not like, the good
0: kind? We're talking overall, we talk in like first five rounds, like how where kind of what what are we thinking? Uh, so so
1: yeah. This one I'd say I'd say whoever wherever you want to go look at. I personally would be looking at first round busts, who I think everybody's going to be targeting. That I think is going to be really bad for them going to, going forward for the season. uh Tom. What Tom? Who are you thinking first round or first bust of the season?
2: So the person that I think is going to be the biggest bust of the year. And this, in my mind, is more for the NFL, not for fantasy uh, per se, though it could translate to both. I think the person who will be considered the biggest bust of the year will be one Trevor Lawrence. My girlfriend's going to hate me for saying this as a Clemson alumni and big Tigers fan. And I'll be honest, I loved watching him play at Clemson. He was a very talented quarterback. And I do think eventually that will translate to the NFL. I don't think that happens this year. I think he starts. I think he's serviceable. I think his team is garbage and his coach is not intelligent enough to be coaching in the NFL.
0: You know, that's uh it's an interesting pick. I, I have to agree with your take on urban Meyer. I'm, 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 I'm on board with that bust of the year. I don't, I mean, what, what, are we, what are we expecting out of Trevor Lawrence from an entire season, I guess?
2: I mean, me personally, not much.
0: Well, sure. Um, but I, mean, I like, feel you know, like the NFL of-
2: world is expecting the world from him. I feel like they're expecting Excellent. Trevor Lawrence to come in and turn that team around, and it's just not going to happen. I'm not saying Trevor Lawrence is going to do bad because Trevor Lawrence is bad. I'm saying Trevor Lawrence is going to have a less than stellar year because the team he is on is far less than stellar.
0: All right, also all right.
2: the best connection he had on the team in Travis ETN is now done for the year.
0: Uh yes, for the year. Missed Which, that in the news and notes, yeah.
2: Really unfortunate because I was really excited to watch the two of them play together.
1: Uh yeah. So so looking looking at a couple of mod drafts, I've seen a number of names be put out there. In the first round, Uh, looking, looking at a couple of mock drafts, I think there were eight running backs taken in the first 10 picks. And uh, I, I have so many doubts about that. I mean, you look at some of these names, like Christian McCaffrey is unvaccinated. It's definitely going to be put on COVID list for at least once you look at uh, Derek Henry, who's
0: being drafted like two or three overall. Uh, and also had like four million carries last season like the dude just can't be that durable
1: yeah no there's there's gonna be a a break point somewhere in there uh a couple of names that like so so and two of the mock drafts I looked at the first five picks were running backs and four of the names will make sense because I mean it's Christian McCaffrey Dalvin Cook Alvin Kamara Derrick Henry right those are names you expect to hear in the top 10 the fifth pick in two of these drafts I looked at was Aaron Jones running back from Green Bay. And I immediately went, mm, no? Just no? Why?
0: It seems thin.
1: And then you look at the sixth pick in both of these mock drafts written by these top uh aficionados of fantasy sports, so-called, the sixth pick
0: just say experts, a man. Just say experts. It's not hard. It's an easy word. Just say experts.
1: So in these drafts written by these experts, the sixth six pick after Aaron Jones is Devontae Adams. And I can't make sense of this at all. I, I don't see Aaron Jones being that big of a factor. I just, I, I don't. I can't. I can't. Are you
0: telling it? me that Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams and these mocks that you're looking at are in the top six players? Like, like two packet two players from the same team in the top six. Five and six. Well, that Picks. don't make no sense. Five, six. That don't and make no sense. In two different drafts,
1: written by experts, it makes zero sense. Now, I mean, let me with that in mind. Let me finish off by saying that it goes Ezekiel Elliott, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and Austin Eckler. None of those make any sense in the first round in my mind.
0: So, Clyde, I'm, I'm curious because I don't, I don't think you picked one. Who is your bust of the year? Like you've talked about, you know, some first round things that don't make sense to you. But who based, is your like bust of the year?
1: Based, based on the, the mock drafts I've seen in the first round, Aaron Jones is going to be a bust and a half. I think he'll be a serviceable running back but if you take him in the first round you're not getting first round qual- uh you're not getting first round quality points you're getting third to fourth round quality points at best.
0: All right, so that means it is to me, my bust of the year in keeping with a bet that I have made with Clyde and will stand by until the end of the season when I lose or more likely win. My bust of the year is Julio Jones. I just don't expect good things from him for like a number of reasons. I mean, first overall, dude is, I think he's 32, 33, something like that. I'm 33 and everything on my body hurts. And he's had a lot more injuries than I've had. Granted, there's a lot of other differences between me and him. But the point is, when you hit this age, shit fucking hurts all the time. And, uh his shit probably hurts more because he's had more injuries. Additionally, um, he is, and I I did not know this at the time I made this bet with you, but I found this out uh, yesterday. He's been out for like most of training camp. And I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means he's not going to start the season. I don't know if like already pre-bet I'm winning. Like, I don't know. Point is he's not starting off well. Uh, His ADP is way too high. I mean, you look at that team and you've got Julio Jones, great receiver, AJ Brown, great receiver. You got Derrick Henry. It's a run first offense like Julio Jones is going to disappoint with where he's being drafted. It's just, just how it's going to be. So my bust of the year is Julio Jones. He'll probably be fine for like, you know, if you have him in your flex spot, you're probably going to really enjoy having Julio Jones if you draft him as your wide receiver one overall, you're going to be upset. You're going to have a bad time and you're going to come in last place and have to make a ridiculously big fried taco for your punishment. Like that's just what's going to happen to you. So don't do it. And uh, you know, or prove me wrong. I don't know. Pick one, but bust of the year, Julio Jones, here it is.
2: I I have to agree with you, Mike, that I do think that you're, assessment is correct and that he will be a bust especially based on his adp i think you go a little far when you automatically say that have, having him as your wide receiver one is going to put you in last place although given the fact that this is now going to come out before the draft and given that you are our reigning champion two years in a row if anyone doesn't listen to you and still chooses to draft him as their wide receiver run, unless he is their seventh or eighth round pick, and for whatever reason, that is when they decide to start drafting wide receivers, I just I don't think you're right in that. I don't think him being your wide receiver one puts you in last place. You're not going to win. You're going to be hurt. You're going to be hurting a lot, especially after he goes out after the first nine weeks, which I fully support that bet. I think you made the right call. Clyde, you're going to lose. Um, but I do think those nine weeks that he does play, I think, I think they will be happy with. And I think that could set them up to not come in last place and not have to make a giant fried taco.
1: I don't disagree with everything you said, Mike. And I know that's going to come as a shocker. Uh, one of the few things I do disagree with, he'll play 10 games. Easily. He'll play 10 games. Will he be productive in those 10 games? Oh, fuck no. I think you're absolutely right. There are too many other options on that team for him to be a wide receiver one. He got signed to be wide receiver two to A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown is the star receiver on that team. Julio Jones is the name. A.J. Brown is the guy who's doing the work. I believe that Julio Jones will get 10 games of the season. I'm not saying he'll be the guy that they, they rely on. It will be Derrick Henry's team. It will be A.J. Brown's second. And Julio Jones is the guy they'll really rely on to be the big play guy if necessary.
2: I feel like Clyde brings up a very good point, Mike, in that if Julio Jones is the third target on that team, He's going to get hit a lot less. And if he gets hit a lot less, he's going to get hurt a lot less. So you might be in a little bit of trouble. I'm not saying I still wouldn't side with you. I'm just saying Clyde for once has brought up a good point.
0: I agree. This is the first time that I've heard him make a coherent argument for his position. However, Julio Jones is an old man when it comes to the age of an NFL wide receiver, Julio Jones is He is 10
2: days older than me. I resent that statement.
0: If you're not an NFL wide receiver, he's not an mean? old man, but for an NFL wide receiver who has had his injury history.
1: Let's be very clear, Tom, if you're anything, you're going to be a tight end or a fucking lineman. Your ass is not a wide receiver.
2: I'm not 300 pounds. I am not a
1: lineman. You could put on weight. Your ass could gain speed. Agree to disagree.
0: I mean, didn't Tom just run like a marathon or something?
1: There's a difference between running distance and speed.
0: The point is Julio Jones is a high injury risk. He's older. He's got hamstring injuries, ankle injuries, knee injuries. All of these things are very easily re-aggravated at his age, given the position that he plays. It's more than likely... like. Our bet aside, he's not playing a full season. Like it's just not happening. So you're you're not getting 17 games from this man. Maybe you no, get but, more than 10, maybe you get less than 10, but like you're not getting a full season. I don't
1: I don't think any team that looked to trade for him traded for or attempted to trade for him with the belief that they were getting a wide receiver one anymore. I don't think any team in the NFL is that that blind. I think that Tennessee went in knowing exactly what they were getting. They're getting a quality receiver that when playing is a threat. But knowing full well that he is not threat number one.
0: Sure, it absolutely benefits him to not be the guy, 100%.
1: I think the reason that we are where we are with Julio Jones is that Atlanta relied on him being the guy for almost eight years outright, they, they had nobody else. You look at the running backs they had over those years and they're not great. And I know full well, knowing that he started off with Michael Turner being the running back one. I I love Mike Turner, but he's not RB one stats. Like that's not what you look for. Then they drafted two other guys who were not great. They put him on the other side of wide receivers that weren't great. After Tony Gonzalez, they didn't have a tight end that was worth a damn. And then on top of that, they had an O-line that wasn't great. And on top of all of this, your quarterback is Matt Ryan, who is maybe two or three steps above the uh, Mendoza line on quarterbacks. I mean, I think we've all looked at, Like Alex Smith as being the the Mendoza line for quarterbacks, is he better than Alex Smith or is he worse? He was just better than Alex Smith, in my opinion. So, so I think Atlanta relied on Julio Smith's greatness for so long that they're diminishing what they're giving away. Uh, I don't think Alex, I don't think Julio Jones is as good as he was, but I think he's still pretty damn good
0: really hoping you're going to say alex jones there because i was going to go into a whole thing about gay for all going to be great um point is if you're drafting through. if you're drafting julio jones where he's being drafted you're gonna have a bad time and that makes him the bus of the year if you draft him some like you know maybe y'all listen to me and we let him fall in our draft on saturday and he shows up in the 10th round fuck i'll take him in the 10th round like that's cool to me. Not the bust of the year at that point. He's he's going to give me what I expect from him at that point.
1: So here's why that won't happen, because it happens every fucking year where we say this person should drop to this round, and then seemingly two rounds before that, you go, hey, uh, he's still here. I'm going to draft him. It happened with Percy Harvin. It happened with – oh, what's his name? What was the guy from – I kept getting suspended for drugs from Josh Cleveland. Jordan. No, from Josh Cleveland. Gordon. Josh, Gordon. Josh, Gordon. Josh Gordon. I heard Harden. I was like, no, that's Jordan. Yeah, happened with Josh Gordon. It'll happen with Julio jo- You're going to tell everybody to wait for the tenth. So at the eighth, you can come swoop in and grab him, aren't you? I mean, I'm not
0: not going to take him in the eighth. Like, I'll consider it in the eighth. I'm definitely taking him in the tenth. I'm not buying your game, Mike. Drafting him first overall. <laughs> most of the year
2: (laughs) well i gotta say guys this has been a lot of fun thanks again for tuning in uh hope you guys enjoyed this we enjoy recording it we're gonna keep doing this weekly and try and get them out a little more timely look forward to seeing you all at the draft we're gonna have a great time make sure you tune in via the zoom if you can't be here in person uh we're, we're it's gonna be a good time we're gonna laugh and drink and make fun of each other and uh, pick some football players too, I guess. We'll see y'all next week.
0: Bye.